oftentimes the people that I've seen that are the most success, they might have a big goal in mind, but usually the success, the massive success that they had wasn't the original goal. The original goal is to, to solve a problem better than anyone else had solved it. The original goal was to go out there and build something great. The original goal was to really go out there and see if I can just nail this next step better than anyone and execute the heck out of it. And before you know it, you grow this amazing thing. Just now pulling into Roseburg. Uh, it's 12.09 a.m. right now and uh, getting back from the trip. So flew into Eugene via Seattle from Boise and I've uh, been away for a few days. I don't, I don't travel a whole heck of a lot. That's one of the, one of, one of the things that when I was creating Carrot and my other companies, uh, this, this last go around after learning from some previous ones, I said, man, I don't ever want to have to travel to grow my business. If I travel, I want to make it so I want to travel. It's it's a, it's something I want to do rather than have to do. But um, I was at a, a men's church retreat Friday through Sunday, which was amazing. Up there, just uh, just to dive into our faith. Uh, some of them were our team members at Carrot. Uh, great time, really really good time to recenter. And then right from there, headed over to Boise for the Inner Circle Mastermind with Russell Brunson. And I've talked about masterminds before here on the Caracast, y'all. I've talked about masterminds, my journey with masterminds. If you haven't listened to those, go back in the archives, back in the archives of the Caracast and look for, there's a couple of them in there. There's one uh, Trevor Truck Talk where I talk about masterminds. And there's another one with my friend Jason Medley of the Collective Genius where we talk about it. So masterminds have changed my life, y'all. And uh, if you get into the right ones, if you invest into the right ones, and you're ready to actually absorb the information it could change your life too. So this was three years ago as I was shifting gears out of kind of figuring out how to be a leader and figuring out how to just grow a team, you know, trying to get past that 10 person mark to 20 person mark and get over that hump where I was just getting dragged, dragged down, kind of feeling like I was in the mud, loving my work, but still just feeling like things were going slow and had all these people, all these employees, but it just felt like things were still, you know, like I was walking in mud. And so I figured that out. Uh, it's not solved, but I've, I've figured out how to do it. And we're growing the team more. We have 27 full-time employees now here at Care to serve you guys, which I'm excited. There'll be over 30 by the end of the year. And um, I'm excited we've got those systems down. So one of the biggest problems that Carrot Campers talked about this last time around that they want to solve is how do you scale a team? How do you build a team? How do you build a great culture? How do you get out of your business as much as you can? And, um, and do the things you love to do in your business rather than getting bogged down in the weeds. So there will be something in 2020 that we will dive in and do that. It's gonna be really exciting being able to uh, dive in and show you guys how to scale a team. So let me know in the comments, go to uh, Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you're listening to this and let me know if that's a topic if you uh, that you wanna hear, hit me up on Instagram, let me know. Hey, uh, do you wanna hear me talk about scaling a team, how to build an amazing culture, how to, how to remove yourself from your business if you want to, or just make sure you're focusing on the right stuff. Let me know. Um, but this last few days was interesting. And what I'm going to be talking about today is playing bigger. Okay. I'm going to talk about playing bigger and I've been on my own journey the last three, four, five years. Let's, let's go way back. Let's last nine years in kind of limiting beliefs that, that, that have held me back from playing bigger. And I remember this was shoot. This was probably 2010. Uh, when I was running 
uh, my previous company and, and kind of right at that phase that I talk about in my previous episodes of the podcast. If you go back, there's an episode called that my eight success steps where I walk through the exact eight steps. We'll link it up in the show notes that I had to go through the exact eight decisions I had to, I had to make over the years to get to where I am today. And I know there will be more decisions as I go. So maybe in five more years, it'll be the 12 success steps or 12 success decisions. Okay. But, um, go back and listen to that for context with this story. But around 2010, um, when I was trying to figure out, you know, what do I want to do? I've got a business that's making good money. I'm not crazy passionate about it. So I started dabbling in other things, invested in a software company, um, started one, it was you're doing consulting, doing a bunch of stuff. And at that time I started a mastermind. It was this, this phone mastermind with some new friends that I'd met down at the event that I went to that I've talked about in Orlando, which was actually Gary Vaynerchuk's fair, first ever live speaking gig ever, his first ever paid live speaking gig. I was at that and I had a chance to talk to Gary for like 45 minutes to an hour afterward, just me and maybe 10, 10 other guys, maybe probably not that, probably like five other guys. And in that time, I started a mastermind because Gary was really challenging us to to think bigger, not really revenue-wise, right? But think bigger. If, if, you, if you think that you can or can't do something, then just like the quote says, that's probably true. And at that time, I was thinking, man, I can't be a golf blogger. That's just you know, not me, or I can't do this, or I can't do that. And so I was limiting those beliefs. So later that year, I started a mastermind with some friends that I met at that conference called the $100 million mastermind. It was honestly, it was thinking back, it was, it was one of those things where did I really believe I was going to build something that was worth a hundred million dollars? Honestly, probably in my heart of hearts, I didn't, but it was me kind of doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing, thinking bigger, coming up with some big, hairy, crazy number, a BAG, right? Big, hairy, audacious goal. And then I roped in some buddies and they thought the, the, the goal sounded big too. And at that time, to give you guys context, I was, I was probably doing a couple hundred grand a year myself, like personally for myself, uh, our business was doing over half a million a year, but to go from a half a million to a hundred million, I mean, I had no clue what leap that was. I had no clue how hard it was to get to that first million for me anyway. Um, for me to get to the first million was hard to get to the second million just kind of happened to get to the fifth million took a little bit of work, but it was, it was way, way easier to go from 1 million to 5 million than it was to go from zero to, to, to a million. And uh, now going from 5 million to 10 million is hard again. And that's something that's natural. Uh, my friend, Alex Sharf, and we've had on the podcast before, he talks about that because you're having to build your leadership team at that point. And sometimes you have to pivot your product and really start to get up more scalable marketing. Uh, you can get a business to 1 million, 3 million, 5 million, uh, with, with just one or two main marketing methods, but to get it over 10, you're probably gonna have to really nail your marketing all around. So I had this $100 million mastermind. We were hopping on these calls, we were talking about things, and there's a bunch of guys making low six figures talking about 100 million. And what I didn't realize at that time was, we probably shouldn't have named it something called 100 million, uh, because oftentimes you have to take steps mentally to be able to guide you up to believe that you could do something, right? I couldn't be, 12 years old playing little league baseball and then all of a sudden say cool you know right now next year i'm going to be playing i'm going to to be a professional baseball player no what i should have focused on at 12 years old is how do i be the best hitter in my league and then once i'm the best hitter in my league i go cool now how do i become the best you know the, the best overall baseball player in my league and then next is how do we win how do how does my team win the league 
you know, when I get older. And then next it's something about batting average and whatever it is. Then it's cool. How do I make sure that I'm getting into an amazing college that's for baseball? And then from there, you really got to figure out where do I want to specialize, right? Once you get into college, you got to kind of specialize a little bit. Where do I want to specialize and where can I really go all in and just really hone that skill and grow it? And that's where you really start to, to, to be able to bridge the gap between uh, where you are in the major league baseball player goal, right? So that's kind of where I am right now is I think I'm kind of in like the the semi-pro league, if you want to call it that, maybe single A, double A, uh, triple A, I guess you could call it, right? Um, and and I think, I, I, I think now, I don't think now, it's kind of funny. So at the Mastermind, uh, Russell was talking to us and this is the last inner circle mastermind we're gonna have for probably a couple of years because he's pulling back he's focusing on his, his family he's um he really looked at at the business and said man i've got this huge 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 goal out there to make it to a billion dollars in valuation and they're really really close but he said i've got a huge goal and it's going to require me to do some different things that i'm doing now to get to that goal and i don't want to have family sacrifice that and I'll talk you about. I'll, I'll tell you about playing bigger here in a second, where that's coming from. But oftentimes, to play bigger, you have to change the way you're doing things. Okay, uh, the, there's an analogy I use at the at the wholesaling elite live event down in Dallas, where it talks about a seed. And when you have a seed in your hand, let's say it's a seed for a tree, you have a seed in your hand, and that seed at that point is just a seed. It's not a tree. It's not a tree. It's not an apple. You know, let's say it's an apple tree seed. It's not an apple. It's just a seed. And it doesn't resemble an apple. It doesn't resemble a seed at that point, or it doesn't resemble a tree at that point. So, but it has everything it needs to become a tree and to grow apples, right? It's got everything it needs right there. But all, but you have to take the seed. You have to plant it into the ground. You have to put dirt over the top of it. You know, kind of put it into a little cocoon. And you got to water it. And you got to feed that thing. And if you stop feeding it, then it's going to die. It's going to wither away. And it's not going to grow anything. So if you keep grabbing new seeds and planting them and watering them for a little bit and then move on to the next, you're never going to be able to grow something meaningful. You're always kind of switching modes and that's what a lot of people do. But let's say you do keep watering that seed and eventually that seed is actually going to start to sprout. But what happens is it doesn't start sprouting up first. It actually starts sprouting down. It sprouts down and starts to form roots that go down into the soil and then it sprouts up and then it becomes a tree and eventually you know, the tree is this big, robust tree. Apples start growing on it and all kinds of things. So what I, the reason I want to talk about this is you can't just immediately jump and go, hey, I'm a seed. I want to be an apple. You have to take the steps. You go, I'm a seed. Let's plant myself over here and see if I can see if I can germinate and make this thing work. And then I might be able to become a seedling and then I might be able to become a tree. OK, and then then I'll be able to grow grow fruit. I think what happened what happened to me early on was I was thinking these massive, massive goals, which I love. I love thinking big, but oftentimes the people that I've seen that are the most success, they might have a big goal in mind, but usually the success, the massive success that they had wasn't the, the original goal. The original goal is to, to solve a problem better than anyone else had solved it. The original goal was to go out there and build something great. The original goal was to really go out there and see if I can just nail this next step better than 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 anyone. Execute the heck out of it, and then once you hit that, go cool. I'm gonna nail the next step, and then you got, you you adjust your vision. Then cool. I'm gonna nail the next step, and before you know it, you grow this amazing thing. 
uh, you know, talking to Russell five, six years ago, if you would have told him this company would have been worth almost a billion dollars, there's no way he would have believed it. What he was trying to do is just build a business to get out from underneath the business and the debt and everything that, that, uh, that failed before that. And he's trying to come up with an idea that was not what he had before. He wanted consistency. He wanted predictability. It's a very similar story to mine. Okay. Mentally, he probably had non-negotiables. I don't want these things. Here's what I want. And he started to kind of, he started to try to create a business, um, that did think bigger, but he thought, man, if I ever get to 10 million, that'd be amazing. That was kind of his original goal because before that he was always kind of hovering around three to 5 million in revenue. And so once he hit the 10, he's like, man, this is happening really, really quick, way quicker than I thought, cause it's finally hitting. I'm adding value. The message is there. Okay. We're, we're, we're really nailing it. And then it went to, well, maybe we can do like 25 and then it went to, well, shoot, can we double revenue and get to 50? And then it's like, man, I think we can get to hundred now. And now where they're at a hundred, they're going, shoot, this whole billion thing is kind of possible now. Okay. Right. So what they're doing right now is they're playing bigger. And every single time you're at that next level, you need to look at the, at the company that is kind of your target. Who's the company that you really admire that you go, man, that company is the one that I'm going to model for this next phase of my business. And you notice I said the next phase of my business. I didn't say the ultimate phase. Okay. Cause that's where a lot of us get in trouble. It's cause we're trying to model our companies after something that we have no context for. If, if, if he tried to model his, his company in year one after Salesforce, he would have failed because he, there's no context for what a real software company is like if you hadn't started one before. And there's no context for how Salesforce started at that point. But you do, you do need to model it after a company that's doing five or 10 million and go, how do they get to that point, right? So you as a real estate agent or an investor, how do you do the same thing? Well, if you're brand new, you probably shouldn't model your, your aspirations after the biggest agent in town because it's gonna be so out of context. The things that they are doing now are not the types of things that you will likely need to be doing. Okay, you need to be doing slightly different things in that first six months, first year, first two years maybe than that than those agents are doing right now. So pick the agent who is maybe doing, you know, 15, 20, 30 deals a year and then go, cool, what are they doing to get those? And once you get those, look up to the next one and start to think bigger, start to play bigger and go, okay, awesome. Now, do I want to continue to grow this business? If not, cool, don't do it. Uh, Dan Kennedy, an amazing like world renowned copywriter, marketer, um, which who sadly passed away this year, which was a bummer. But uh, Dan Kennedy was kind of famous with saying, man, you've got to pick a number. If you, if you don't pick a number, you're always going to be chasing something and you're never going to be happy. And so by picking a number, it could be your revenue number. What's your net income number that you want? And then you, once you hit that number, you kind of like, you kind of, you kind of take your foot off the gas a little bit. You, you make sure that you're putting things in your business so you're not complacent. So it doesn't go backwards, right? But if you have a number, just stick to that number unless the number changes on you, which has happened with me, happened with Russell, we were talking today. And it happens quite often because once again, you just, you, you immediately, you blasted through those limiting beliefs and your original number was probably based on limiting beliefs itself. Um, three years ago, y'all, when I was really looking at Carrot and going, you know what? Um, I don't think I'm going to be the person to grow this company past 10 million. I don't think I'm, I'm I don't think I'm the right person to... Uh, lead a team of 25 plus people. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think I'm the type of person who is going to be able to you know, do this, do that. And maybe I need to get a CEO. 
after this or it even crossed my mind three years ago. I don't know, I'm like maybe selling the company and then I'll just do another startup and I'll just be the startup guy. And I realized those were all limiting beliefs. I wasn't playing big enough mentally. I wasn't giving myself the credit. And so what I'm starting to do now is this. There's a book called Play Bigger, which talks about being a category king. And and if you really want to play bigger, I highly suggest y'all that you be the best in your industry, the best in your local market, the best in your whatever playground you're playing in. I want you to be the best in it, okay? And that's the cool thing about niching down. That's why we talk about it all the time on, on our content for agents, investors, you know, everything. I really believe you should niche down because if you niche down, you can be the best in that thing. If you're amazing at luxury homes or new construction or both of those things, niche the crap down and go all in on being the category king, the person who everybody recognizes as the clear number one leader for new construction home, uh, new construction home sales in your area. Or if you're a real estate investor and you focus on probate or you focus on multifamily or you know, whatever it is, you're the subject to person, you're the creative, you're the creative real estate guy or gal. Go all in on that. Now, it doesn't mean that you only have to do that, but it does mean that you have to go all in on it so much with your message that everybody knows that you are the category king there. Category kings win, everyone else picks up the crumbs. And that's what we're gonna be seeing a lot more over the next three to five years in the real estate market, is you're gonna start to see a lot more of the category kings and queens, the the, the top one, two, three players in the market, or the top one mark player in, the, in, in each niche, they're going to be the ones that are going to start to pop up and everyone else is going to have a, a tougher time cracking through unless, once again, unless you become the category king or queen in your niches and you go all in with content, you go all in on building authority with Carrot and with our tools, you go all in on really putting that content out to train and teach people what you know and be that category king and create an offer. Uh, listen to my marketing, my marketing series here coming up, and I'm going to be talking about how do you create an irresistible offer, but create an, an create an amazing offer that really stands out, an amazing offer that that's something that is different than other people. It sets you apart, so you're so you're not offering the same services as, as everyone else. Okay, become the category king or queen and think bigger. So what 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 am I what are, what are my final takeaways? As I'm driving into my house right now at 12:30 a.m. Uh, final takeaway is this: uh, when when I originally joined the inner circle. My, my main aim, honestly, was, man, it'd be pretty darn cool if I could somehow build a lot of value, create a movement, change lots of lives, and um, you know, create a business that, that does five million bucks a year, okay? And three years ago, my number was, man, someday if I could retire with 10 million bucks, that'd be amazing. You know what? That would be amazing. I don't want to discount it. That is insanely amazing. That's more money than likely I would ever need. But what happened is this, over the years, I started to play and think bigger. I started to remove limiting beliefs that were holding me back from playing bigger. And it's not about the money. It's not about the money. I already don't spend the money I've got. It's about the impact. We're buying the building next door to us uh, down here, downtown Rose. We're going to be renovating. We're going to be bringing retail downtown. We're going to be putting apartments upstairs. There's other bills, bu buildings downtown I'd love to buy. There's uh, places I'd love, to, I'd love to develop townhomes and apartments. There's a big housing shortage here in Roseburg. I'd love to invest in other businesses and ideas that, that touch people and that impact people's lives. I would absolutely love to do that. And the more revenue that I have, the more, the more income that there is there, the more I can invest in those things that impact the world in a greater way. I was just thinking small. I was thinking small. I was thinking in, in I was thinking small and I was thinking um, in, in the way of what do I need? What do I need 
to live a life where I don't have to worry about money. That's where I was thinking, what do I need to live life where I don't have to worry about money no, anymore? Money is no longer a need, it's a tool, okay? And I shifted my mindset to not what do I need to, to, to not have to worry about money, okay? And I went to, what do we need to impact the world in the greatest way possible that we can? What do we need uh, revenue-wise, resource-wise to impact the world in the greatest way that we possibly can with this energy, with the resources, with the time that we've got here on earth? That's where I want you to play bigger, okay? Pick your number personally. Definitely pick your number personally. But then you make the choice. You don't have to, you don't have to make a bigger impact. Y'all, your impact could literally be with your family. And you go, man, this is my number. And then I can just hang out with my family. Amazing. That's awesome. That's a huge, that's such an important impact. That's a massive impact right there. I don't want to diminish that. So what's your impact? Pick your impact, play bigger, pick your number personally, and then go, man, do I want to make a bigger impact? Pick the people that are two, three, four steps ahead of you, model them, uh, reach out there, nail that, and then pick the next ones and pick the next ones. And I want to see you guys play bigger too. Report back to me on Apple Podcasts. Let me know if you like this episode. Ratings and reviews, y'all. We're up over 205 ratings and reviews now, and I'm so, so grateful. I read every single one of them. Uh, post it. I want to read yours as well. This is going to help us reach more people with our message so we can change more lives, add more humanity to business, help you save more time, and help you make a greater impact, all right? Become the Category King. Let me know how we can help you guys. And go check out our webinar on the topic. Go to carrot.com forward slash webinar or go to carrot.com forward slash authority and you can check out our authority content. Another thing we've got going, y'all, is our challenges. Uh, we have 30-day challenges to help you build authority. Carrot.com forward slash challenge and pick the challenge. If you're a real estate investor, click the investor link. If you're a real estate agent, click the agent link. And it's a 30-day challenge where every single day we give you bite-sized nuggets of training. There's a Facebook group, live weekly coaching calls where we walk you step-by-step how to build authority in your local market to start to become your category king. Talk soon, guys. Carrot.com forward slash challenge.